You're on EducateForLife.com radio with Kevin Conover. And if you listen long enough, your faith will become... I'm tired of being conned. Don't worry, the con is over, see? We're now at DEFCON 1. Did you say carnivore or carnivore? Would you like to have a conversation with Kevin? Then call 800-243-9719. And now, here's your host, Kevin Conover. Bring your time and bring your shame. Welcome to Educate for Life. I'm your host, Kevin Conover. If you're a homeschooling parent, I've designed a Bible curriculum just for your kids. My website is join.educateforlife.org. It's 40 online classes defending the truth of the Bible, lifetime access, and one price for the whole family. It's an amazing tool to help your children develop a strong faith in Jesus Christ and the Bible. My guests today are Missy Robertson and Kimberly Fletcher. Missy is married to Jace Robertson. They're well known for their family uh, reality TV show, Duck Dynasty. The show has broken several ratings, uh, records on A&E and cable television. The fourth season premiered to 11.8 million viewers. Un- unbelievable. The most watched nonfiction cable series in history. The series ended on March 29th, 2017 after 11 seasons. And Kimberly and Jace have been married for more than 25 years. They have three kids, Reed, Cole, and Mia. And I wanted to ask you, Missy, um, I saw um, online that uh, Jace recently shaved his beard off in order to raise money for um, uh, the Mia, uh, uh, Mia Moo, I believe it is? Yes, yes, he did. Okay, and now are you happy about that? I am thrilled. <laughs> Absolutely thrilled. I got the man I married right back. That's fantastic. That's great. <laughs> so, yeah, that, I, I posted that up on my Facebook page. It's pretty amazing. He looks so different. <laughs> yep, Wait, that's right. Yeah, yeah, but that that's really great. Can you tell us a little bit about the Mia Moo um, Foundation and what that is? Sure. It's named after our daughter, Mia. She just actually turned 14, and she was born with a cleft lip and a cleft palate. And we did not know anything about this condition when she was diagnosed with that. She was 31 weeks um, old in my womb, and that's when we knew. And uh, we didn't know the extent of it until she was born. And so we had to learn really quickly exactly what this was about. And, you know, actually, I'm still learning (laughs) after 14 years. Yeah. Um, Every child is different. It's not something that you can just solve or fix with a surgery. Um, If the palate is involved, it it just has a lot affected uh, because of the growing child. And so each one is different, and it takes really a team that knows each individual child and what's best for them. And there's a lot of expenses involved. And long before Duck Dynasty, we were, you know, living paycheck to paycheck, sure, just like yeah. any average American family. And when you're hit with something like this, you're not financially prepared, yet you still want to do what's, what's completely best for your child. And we've tried to eliminate the stress of the finances in regarding, regards to making that decision that a family has to go through. So this is just a way to come alongside the family once they've made that decision and help them financially. That's so great. And if somebody wants to support that effort, um, what website yes. can they go to to make a contribution? It's miamu.org. Okay, miamu.org. That's fantastic. My own mm-hmm. daughter, I have a daughter with cystic fibrosis, so I know what it's like to have that sort of a struggle. Um, mm-hmm. Now, you, you, um, now that the show is over, are you, are you happy that the show is over or are you, do you wish <laughs> it was still going on? <laughs> 
No, no. I, we're, uh, most of us are really happy. Uh, five years, and it was great. We all said that we'll do it as long as God paves the way and creates that avenue for us. So we all felt very fine and great and grand with it stopping. So we uh, we went into this knowing that we wanted to give this to God at the very beginning. And we said, people would say, how long are you going to do it? And we said, however long God wants us to. So when God saw that, that it needed to be over, we were perfectly fine with that. That's great. And uh, you, you probably find uh, yourself with uh, so much more time on your hands. I mean, were you at first kind of at a loss as like, okay, what do I do with myself here? Oh, we had a little bit of a breathing breathing room there. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. It was pretty stressful, you know, for a, for a long time. But you know, with our my, I have two older boys, and so their lives were changing pretty rapidly with college and marriage all mm-hmm. happening in that last season, and so um, that gave us the time to really focus on them and celebrate these changes in their lives with them. They they filmed all through middle school and high school, and so this was great for our family to kind of regroup and spend some time, you know, helping them make those decisions. That's so That's so fantastic. And so um, now that you're not doing the show and you, you have this additional time and everything, um, what do you spend your time doing? What are you investing in now? Um, I saw on, on the website that you have a variety of ministries that you're involved with that you uh, support and contribute to. And I know you have Laminin Designs, also, um, can you tell us a little bit about Laminin Designs and what you're what you're doing there? Sure, sure. It's a jewelry company that I own. That um, it's basically it's a business, but it's also a ministry. And we've been in ministry our entire married life. My dad is a gospel preacher, and of course, you know about Phil and Kay and how they all have always had people in their home. So that part was easy. The business part was something that I'm having to learn still on a daily basis and trying to connect those two. But the ministry part of this is uh, I I hire mainly women who just basically need a new purpose in life. Mm -hmm. They have found themselves that have making wrong decisions earlier in their past. And yeah, uh uh-huh. Hello. Sex. Can you hear me? Oh, I'm sorry. We lost you there for a second. I can hear you now. Go ahead. Okay. Keep going. Um, Some of them have been involved in sex trafficking, some in drug abuse. And I even have one lady who was homeless for a few years. And so uh, this just gives them a new and uh, they have a safe environment and they get to create beautiful jewelry. And that's what we're about is just trying to help them in ministry, but also have fun while we're doing it. That's so great, yeah. And what a uh, fantastic thing to do there is to reach out to these women who have been um, struggling with these uh, drug addictions and human trafficking and, and so forth. Uh, LaminanDesigns.com. If you're interested, if you're listening and you're interested in supporting that through purchasing some of their jewelry and so forth, you can do that, LaminanDesigns.com. Now, um, Missy, uh, Kimberly is going to be joining us on the air uh, in a little bit here, but you're involved with uh, the Moms March USA uh, that's coming up here in September, September 23rd uh, in Omaha. And um, wh- why did you decide to get involved with what uh, Kimberly is doing? Well, I think it's very important for women to take a stand together. And Kimberly's heart for wanting to use moms, I think, is something that has not been really highlighted in social, social uh, in our culture. And so, you know, just as a mom, of now two pretty much grown boys and one middle school girl who's, who's also has, you know, issues because of the way she, the way she was born with cleft with the palate and so many physical struggles and social struggles and different things. 
you know, moms can tackle a lot. <laughs> we can handle a lot when it comes to our kids. And when we feel like, you know, our kids are threatened or, or, or somehow that our kids are not going to thrive in a place where we know that they sh- so much potential, you know, we go to bat for them. We're like, we turn into mama bears. Then yeah, we want to yeah. do what's best for them. And what better place to come together, everybody thinking along the same lines and for one purpose to better our communities and better our, our country as a whole for our children and getting back to not letting the social culture of the day dictate what we believe, but stand firm on the truth. You know, uh, Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever, no matter what the culture says. And if we get back to the Bible, we get back to the roots of the gospel and why Jesus came, that's what our kids need to thrive in. Oh, I, I couldn't agree more. I think that's so fantastic um, that you're doing that. And I think it's uh, amazing. I was looking up the stats on moms, and and uh, George Barna, a Christian statistician uh, who does a lot of surveys, um, he talks about the faith of moms. And one of his studies that was recently done, he said, um, the spirituality of moms outpaces that of dads. Women who are raising children are among the most faith-minded and spiritually active segments of the American population. And... He goes on to talk about that a majority of mothers strongly agree that their faith is very important in their life. In contrast, fathers also tend to list family as their top priority in life, yet they are much less likely to equally attribute importance to faith. And so that's so exciting um, what you're doing with her. And for those of you who are listening, MomsMarkedUSA.com, if you want to look more into it, it's September 23rd. Um, Missy uh, is going to be speaking there at the event as well as Kimberly. And also uh, people like Sarah Palin, Candy Carson, and others. So if that's something you want to get involved with, it's a fantastic opportunity to make a difference in our culture. And my guest today is Missy Robertson uh, of uh, Duck Dynasty uh, fame and also Kimberly Fletcher, who will be joining us in the next segment. Um, and stay with us. We're going to continue to talk about this, the impact that mothers have on the culture and on their families. We're going to be right back. Hi, this is Jason Hall, president of Team Home Loans, a branch of Synergy One Lending. I just want to take this opportunity to thank Kevin Conover for the profound impact he's had on mine and my wife's spiritual life, as well as being an incredible teacher while our kids were his students. His knowledge and passion have taught us all how important it is to be defenders of our faith. It's our honor and privilege to support Kevin and his show. It is our sincere hope and prayer that you will continue to learn to be defenders of your faith through Kevin's radio show and through his Educate for Life teaching. Thank you, Kevin, from the Hall family and Team Home Loans. What do leading local restaurants have in common? They depend on Express Fix Coffee for new and used coffee and espresso machines, repairs, and affordable monthly service. Dave Martin and his local team provide water filtration services too. Call San Diego's best espresso repair company, serving your home and business. Learn more online at expressfixcoffee.com. Call Express Fix Coffee at 619-867-3853. 619-867-3853. How can you live in San Diego and miss out on enjoying the water. Fast Lane Kayaking sells popular Hobie Cat kayaks that you pedal, not paddle. That means your hands are left free for fishing and fun. Just throw these on your roof rack. They're light and they're easy to use and maintain. Just rinse them off. Try one free on a demo ride. For 36 years, Ron and Debbie Lane have served San Diego with fun, family-friendly water sports of all kinds. Learn more. FastLaneSailing.com. 619 619- 
222-0766. When you need tires or service, count on Conover Tires, Wheels, and Service in Oceanside for a full range of affordable options in all the brands you trust. See their great customer reviews and special offers online. Hours Tuesday through Friday, 730 to 530, and Saturdays, 730 to 5. Call Dan and his team at 760-439-1631. Conover Tires, Wheels, and Service, 2405 Oceanside Boulevard in Oceanside, 760-439-1631. I will cast my cares on you. Welcome to Educate for Life. I'm your host, Kevin Conover. If you're a homeschooling parent, I've designed a Bible curriculum just for your kids. My website is join.educateforlife.org. It's 40 online classes defending the truth of the Bible. And uh, right now I'm talking with Missy Robertson and Kimberly Fletcher, two moms who have a passion for Jesus Christ and truth and um, are working hard to let moms know what kind of an impact they can have on the lives of their children and really in the broader culture as a whole. And um, uh, Kimberly is the founder and president of Homemakers of America, and she's also an Air Force wife and mother of eight. She's the author of Women, America's Last Best Hope, uh, which makes me nervous uh, about what that means for men, but we'll talk about that soon here. Um, and she's also a contributor to The Blaze and townhall.com and also hosts her own radio program. Uh, so we're going to be talking more to Kimberly also, but Missy, um, I have only a little bit of time left here with you. I wanted to ask you also about um, what you're doing uh, with some of the mis- ministries you're involved with. Uh, you have an orphanage that you support down in the Dominican Republic. Um, I was reading, and can you tell our guests a little bit more about that also? Yes, we've had a relationship with that orphanage for almost 10 years now and through our church. And so um, I've been a member of the same church since I was three months old, basically. And so uh, we we are huge in ministry. We have a ministry organization called One Kingdom, and you can find us onekingdom.org, but it's Right now, they're they're in South Florida, helping all of those who have been affected by her. They were just in Houston with the same with Harvey. And so we have a huge outreach in terms of trying to take care of people here, first in our country and second, just really around the world. And one of those places is a tiny little orphanage in the Dominican Republic. And it has uh, gone through a lot of those children and just one of the things that have my heart. Okay, we lost you for a little bit there, but I think we get the gist that um, that is something that you're passionate about and you care about. I think it's so great how um, your family has turned this opportunity into something to be a blessing to others. So many people don't do that, and that's really, uh, really fantastic. And um, so what do you see for the future? Do you think that uh, is, is uh, Duck Dynasty ever going to come back um, <laughs> uh, on the air, or is that kind of something that's, that's over and done with? Well, you know, I quit limiting God five years ago. I used to just pray for things that I knew to pray about, and now I'm just like, God, whatever you have in your brain about what's going on in my life, you just go do it, and hopefully I'll be able and willing at the time, because what he did with Duck Dynasty Nobody saw coming. Mm. Nobody could have ever predicted that. And so I have no idea what the future holds. I have quit trying to determine the future. So whatever God lays out in front of me, I just pray that I will be available and willing to do what he says. That's so great. That's good advice. Um, and and so for young mothers out there who are struggling with um, 
you know, maintaining their faith, their marriages, they're struggling with their marriages and all. What kind of what kind of advice um, would you give them? Maybe going back in time, looking at yourself as a young mother, and um, if you were to go back and give advice to yourself as a young mother, uh, you know, from a faith perspective, a, a faith in Jesus Christ, uh, what kind of advice might you have given to yourself, or, or would you give to a young mother today? Uh, I would definitely say godly godly counsel from older women number one for sure and then community whether it's a church whether it's just a faith group that you're involved in because it's so hard to i can't imagine having to do that alone Mm. so especially when mia was born there i had so many friends that just gathered around and held me up and said you can do this and prayed for me daily and were there helping me physically with her and so uh, number one, godly advice from older women, and number two, find your find your people, find your community. That's great advice. Very uh, wonderful advice. Uh, again, um, my guest today, Missy Robertson and Kimberly Fletcher, and they're here. We're talking about. Uh, the impact that mothers have on a culture. Specifically, Moms March USA is coming up on September 23rd in Omaha, Nebraska. You can join them anywhere in the world through live stream, and there's going to be all kinds of guests and encouraging, um, just encouraging you to, to make a difference as a mom. And I just wanted to say uh, thank you very much, Missy, for being on the program today. I know you've got, you've got an, uh, uh, other things to get to, so thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. Okay. God bless you. Um, so I wanted to pick up with you, Kimberly. Um, and just talk about, uh, you know, I was reading this stat here. This is, again, by George Barna. And it says, it was a study he did, moms rank family as their number one priority and report that it's also their top time commitment. Seven out of ten say family takes the lion's share of their time and no other commitment comes close. The nearest competitor for time is career, with just over two in ten moms saying they spend most of their hours each week at work. Here's the biggest disparity between priorities and obligations. Moms rank career last on their list of priorities after family, personal development, church, and friendships, but it's second on their list of time commitments. And so there's this disparity here, whereas they don't rank career as real important, but yet when it comes to real life, it's second on their list of time commitments. Is this something that uh, resonates with what you see in our culture and with what you see in your um ministry to moms? Yeah, it is actually. And there's some, there's a few factors that play into that. One is that there are a lot of mothers who are working outside the home who would rather not work outside the home, mm-hmm. that they, they, they would tell you that they feel like, you know, they have to work. They're kind of forced outside the home because of the economic uh, situation that, that the economic climate of our, of our society today um, with all the different policies that are going on, they do directly affect home and family. And uh, what Missy was saying about the need to be supported, um, that, that's huge. And an, another factor would, would be that I think there are women who would enjoy their career, if you will, more. If it's a career, there's a difference between having a job and having a career. When you have a career, it's something that you're really enjoying and you're doing. When you have a job, you're doing it because you need the money. Mm-hmm. So when somebody has a career, then if they were more supported at, in their role as a mother, it would make a really big difference. And I'm, I'm talking about mothers supporting mothers. So it's just what she said. There used to be this, 
beautiful energy between between women, a spirit of sisterhood and a sense of community that thrived with the women of America. And that just doesn't exist anymore. It's like we're all compartmentalized in, in our own little worlds. But we need each other. We need each other when, when we have a child who has a problem or we're struggling with whatever the issue is. Just sometimes all we need is somebody to go, you're a great mom. Keep going. It's been a bad day. That's okay. Get up tomorrow and do it again. Yeah, we need yeah. that for each other. I think that's really what factors into um, those numbers and statistics. Well, that's so interesting. And um, so what, why in your um, uh, studies and what you've looked into, why has this change taken place where um, there's not as much um, community among mothers uh, to be able to support one another? Why is that disappearing in American culture? I think the whole entire sense of community is disappearing in the American culture. Part of that is because there's this invisible hand, wherever it's coming from, telling us that we can't get along, that we've got to be divided and compartmentalized in these different socioeconomic groups and these different, um, you have this education or this religion or whatever. But motherhood is the great unifier. And you, you get in a room, let's say there's 30 women in a room. And they come from, they're all different ages, all different races, all different religions, all different income levels. And you would think that they would have nothing in common. But the moment that one of those mothers says something about her child, it is an instant connector. Everybody in that room is talking about the same thing. Mm. And I, I, I want to be able to get to a point where we're talking more about the things that unite us. Because moms really all want the same thing. We all want our children to first and foremost be safe. Every mother wants that. They want their children to be safe. They want them to have a good education. They want them to be able to be happy, which in mom language equates to being a good person and being able to provide for yourself. <laughs> and maybe in our old age, maybe they'll take care of, care of us. But if those are the things we could focus on and then let and encourage each other in, in, our, in our role of being mothers, I think it would make a really big difference community-wide, all these things that can that seem to divide us. A second factor is the fact that women do have felt that they have to be out in the workforce to help to have that second income. That has been something that has, it, it's, it's again compartmentalized us into a specific area. We, are, we go here to, to go to work and then we come here to come home. The third one would be that we are over busy. Yeah. There are so many things on our plates and in our lives. We we got to take our kids to soccer. We got to do ballet practice. Mm. It's kind of gotten to the point where you're measured. Maybe we're just measuring ourselves this way. I think it's probably ourselves that are doing it, but yeah. it seems a societal norm that we measure ourselves based on how many things our children are involved mm. in. That makes so much but sense. Where we really have more quality is for the time that we spend with them. Yeah. My guest today is Kimberly Fletcher um, and Missy Robertson. Um, and we're talking about the impact that moms have and what's what's happening in our culture and how we want to get back to community. Um, the Moms March USA is coming up uh, September 23rd, Omaha, Nebraska. Stay with us. We're going to be right back. Before I bring my need, I will bring my heart. 
Hi, this is Kevin Conover. Will you please donate to Educate for Life so we can share the truth of God's word with kids in public schools? You can donate online at donatetoefl.org. The Bible used to be read in public schools on a regular basis prior to the 1960s. But today, most kids are completely clueless when it comes to the content and the historical and scientific accuracy of the Bible. Please help us by donating online at donatetoefl.org. Hi, this is Jason Hall, president of Team Home Loans, a branch of Synergy One Lending. I just want to take this opportunity to thank Kevin Conover for the profound impact he's had on mine and my wife's spiritual life, as well as being an incredible teacher while our kids were his students. His knowledge and passion have taught us all how important it is to be defenders of our faith. It's our honor and privilege to support Kevin and his show. It is our sincere hope and prayer that you will continue to learn to be defenders of your faith through Kevin's radio show and through his Educate for Life teaching. Thank you, Kevin, from the Hall family and Team Home Loans. Hi, I'm Marissa Conover, and I would love to help you buy or sell your home. I've worked as a realtor for more than 13 years, and as a San Diego native, my passion and experience will help make your move as peaceful as can be. Call me at 619-251-1577. That's 619-251-1577. Or visit conoverhomes.com. This is Throughout All Ages Ministry with Joe and Stacy. We would like to equip you to share the gospel with confidence in a biblical and effective way. We would like to teach you through the proclamation of the gospel. Whether you're the skeptic, God who created you said that he has made himself known to you so that you are without excuse. One-on-one evangelism. How do you think you can get to heaven? I've never really thought about it, but I've always thought of, you know, doing good. For more information, go to throughoutallages.com, like us on Facebook, or visit us at YouTube at Throughout All Ages. Welcome to Educate for Life. I'm your host, Kevin Conover. If you are a homeschooling parent, I've designed a Bible curriculum just for your kids. My website is join.educateforlife.org. It's 40 40 online classes defending the truth of the Bible, lifetime access, and one price for the whole family. You don't have to pay uh, per child. It's per uh, family member. And it's an amazing tool to help your children develop a strong faith in Jesus Christ and the Bible. And I wanted to start off again by reading uh, something. I've, George Barna is obviously one of my uh, one of my heroes here because he's constantly looking and reflecting on what's happening in our culture. And in 2017, he did a survey. It said that while 58 to 70 percent of parents see value in their children being exposed to extended family gatherings, church services, art exhibits, and the Bible, children on average spend only two hours per week on these activities. In contrast, 33 to 43% of parents do not see value in their children being exposed to professional sports, television news, online content, and current movies, yet children on average spend seven hours per day on these and related activities. Statistically, a very small amount of younger people have what he called a biblical worldview. Said Barna, only 4% of 18 to 30 year olds and 7% of 30 to 49 year olds. We are in a crisis, Barna said. If the church does not wake up and solve it, biblical Christianity in the United States is in jeopardy. And I know, um, Kimberly, uh, you you are the the founder of Homemakers of America, and you're also... um, uh, the one who's putting together MomsMarchUSA.com. And can you tell us um, what was it that caused you to start Homemakers of America? And then ultimately, what is it you're trying to achieve through Moms March USA? Well, what, 
what inspired me to start the organization was literally a calling from God. Because what mother, who is a full-time mother, would sit down on the couch one day and say, oh, you know what? I'm going to start a national organization. Yeah, yeah. And you, you already, you have eight kids. So goodness. I have eight children and my husband was deployed a lot. And, but in 2004, um, I, I got involved in just informing people on, on during the presidential election that year. I just got involved in just educating people and going door to door and saying, you know, these are the candidates and this is what they stand for. But what I found is as I was doing that, that women fought fire and large would come to the door and say, you know what, don't even bother because I'm not voting in this election. And I'm like, why? And they said, because we don't know who these people are and we don't know what they stand for. Mm. And we don't want to make the wrong choice. I don't want to make the wrong choice. They said that over and over and over again. And and I thought, somehow, we're, we have this disconnect between what's going on in in society and what our role is in it. And we we get so busy with our getting involved in, in our, in, you know, in work or in community service or in Bible or whatever. It's like we're going, 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 going. Mm. And we don't realize we, women largely say they don't do politics. Well, I don't do politics either. I do civic responsibility. Mm. And civic responsibility is to know who you are, your daughter of God, to know what this country is about. It protects our freedoms to worship that God. Mm. And then to share that information with your children. But, to their hearts, not their minds. You can only stuff so much information in their minds and they remember, but when you touch their hearts, that lasts. And if you want to, you know, keep that culture back that we're, that we're losing, that, that biblical faith, we need to go to their hearts and touch their hearts. And that's kind of where that, that led me in, in the founding of the organization. I wanted to do something that helps support promoting liberty and virtue in the home. The, the combination of those two just doesn't really happen. And there were no organizations out there doing it or resources providing it because I looked. And I. And so when you say. So the, Kimberly, when you sorry. say liberty and virtue, um, and what do you. Can you. For our, for our audience, can you expand on what you mean by that? Yes. So um, liberty is, is different from freedom. People have this idea that freedom means that you can do whatever you want and there's no consequences, and that's not what it is. Freedom is the ability to choose, to choose for yourself what actions you are going to do, but then there are consequences that follow, and you don't get to dictate what those are. Liberty means responsibility, and, uh, and it's, a, it's a weighty principle. It means that you provide for yourself, that you, that you understand the constitutional principles and, and principles of liberty that this nation was founded on, um, to... Uh, to not steal from your neighbor, to, you know, basically the, the, the Ten Commandments fall right along with that liberty. Sure, thing. But sure. you still have the choice of whether or not you're going to do it. Virtue comes into play when you choose to do the right thing, not because you're going to get punished if you don't, but because you really want to, because you want to be more Christ-like, because you want to be with your family, you know, and, and, and be loved and, and be cherished, and you want to be a good person to the community. So you need to have you need to have both, and you need to have faith. The three pillars of liberty are faith, virtue, and patriotism. We've got to love our country. We need to understand what it stands for, because we truly are the light on the hill for the world. And the whole world is looking at us, hoping that we'll succeed, because if we don't, there is no hope left. Mm. We still have the light of Christ here in a powerful way, and we have the, the freedom to be able to provide for our families, 
keep what we earn and make make our lives better for our posterity. That is unique in all the world. It is. There's freedom in other places, but not like it is here. Uh, That's absolutely true. Now, um, the title of your book is Women, America's Last Best Hope. So, you know, um, that makes me feel kind of bad as a man. So, no, I'm just kidding. (laughs) It doesn't really, but I'm just curious. It's a a somewhat of a provocative title because, you know, some people would be, well, you know, why why is it just women and not men? What what, what was the uh, thought behind the title there? Well, the hand that rocks the cradle rolls the world is not just a cute little thing. It's an immortalized fact. And while it definitely takes two parents, um, there, are, there are two very different defining roles. And however you do it in your home, that's completely up to you. But our divine inherent um, rights and roles as men and women, the men are the protectors and the providers, and the women are the nurturers and the keepers of the culture. We teach, we nurture, and you need both. We need to be able to work together because, mm-hmm. you know, you need that, that, that rugged, um, you know, no, we're not going to do that. And then you need the wife that goes, well, maybe we should, you know? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> So yeah. They, they complement each other. But we truly are the keepers of the culture. And while um, in, those, in those sacred roles, we are determining what the future will look like right in our own homes what we teach, what we nurture. And that's kind of the, the, you know, the, the idea behind the name Homemakers for America. It's not about stay-at-home moms. It's about, it's about women who have realized their divine inherent role as keepers of the culture and the nurturers. Whatever standard we set, that is as high as the culture will raise, and it will not raise any higher. If your children are sitting at the table and they have, you know, they're burping at the table and the mom's like, yeah, go ahead, whatever, ha, 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 then that's the standard. <laughs> yeah. But if she says, um, no, that is unacceptable, say, excuse me, please, then that is the standard. So what, I, what, what the Moms March is about is, is about raising that standard. And we have the power to do that. That, that literally is our role and our greatest asset. Yeah. And uh, Alexis de Tocqueville said, righteous women in their circle of influence, beginning in the home, can turn the world around. What America looks like tomorrow is happening right in our home. We're not just making homes. We're, we're creating the future. Yeah, that's, that's uh, amazing. And I feel like maybe some people have lost sight of that. And um, our culture, to an extent, has said uh, you're only worth something as a woman if you're working outside the home. And they've kind of downplayed the value and the impact that a mom has on her children. And I want to give you a chance to uh, add to that and to respond to that. Um, because I know you're passionate about that. Um, We're coming up on a break here. My guest today is Kimberly Fletcher, and she is the founder of Homemakers of America. You can visit her website, homemakersofamerica.org. And she's also uh, the founder of the Moms March for America, momsmarchusa.com. That's happening September 23rd, Omaha, Nebraska. Uh, You can also join them anywhere in the world. Uh, through live stream, the San- Sarah Palin is going to be there, Candy Carson, Sam Sorbo, all kinds of guests, including Missy Robertson and uh, Kimberly herself. Stay with us. We're going to be right back. Hi, this is Jason Hall, president of Team Home Loans, a branch of Synergy One Lending. I just want to take this opportunity to thank Kevin Conover for the profound impact he's had on mine and my wife's spiritual life, as well as being an incredible teacher while our kids were his students. His knowledge and passion have taught us all how important it is to be defenders of our faith. It's our honor and privilege to support Kevin and his show. It is our sincere hope and prayer that you will continue to learn to be defenders of your faith through Kevin's radio show and through his Educate for Life teaching. Thank you, Kevin, from the Hall family and Team Home Loans. 
This is Throughout All Ages Ministry with Joe and Stacy. We would like to equip you to share the gospel with confidence in a biblical and effective way. We would like to teach you through the proclamation of the gospel. Whether you're the skeptic, God who created you said that he has made himself known to you so that you are without excuse. One-on-one evangelism. How do you think you can get to heaven? Never really thought about it, but I've always thought of, you know, doing good. For more information, go to throughoutallages.com, like us on Facebook, or visit us at YouTube at Throughout All Ages. When you need tires or service, count on Conover Tires, Wheels, and Service in Oceanside for a full range of affordable options in all the brands you trust. See their great customer reviews and special offers online. Hours Tuesday through Friday, 7.30 to 5.30, and Saturdays, 7.30 to 5. Call Dan and his team at 760-439-1631. Conover Tires, Wheels, and Service, 2405 Oceanside Boulevard in Oceanside, 760-439-1631. Do you have one-button espresso machines in your home or business? They make delicious coffee drinks, but they're not maintenance-free. Express Fix Coffee is San Diego's source for coffee and espresso machine repair, sales, and service. Call Dave Martin at Express Fix Coffee for new and used espresso machines, repairs, parts, and accessories. They'll save you time and money. Call Express Fix Coffee at 619-867-3853. Learn more at expressfixcoffee.com. There's got to be more. Welcome to Educate for Life. I'm your host, Kevin Conover. If you uh, like this show or any of my previous shows, you can check them out on YouTube. They're all uh, uh, on YouTube. And uh, Kimberly is not in the studio with me today, but um, often my guests are, and I've had all kinds of guests. Uh, did have Candy Carson on, um, also had on Denise Schick whose uh, father told her that he wanted to be transgender at nine. That's a big issue in our cult- culture today. And she is a Christian who is uh, ministers to families who have been impacted by this gender issue. And uh, all, all kinds of other guests, scientists and uh, different people from different walks of life, giving their testimony and sharing how Jesus Christ has impacted their life. And um, I wanted to start off this segment. We're on segment number four here. Uh, we've got two left. Uh, with another thing that I thought was really powerful when I was looking into uh, the impact of moms, um, another uh, Barna study said when it comes to spiritual perspectives, a majority of mothers said they have been greatly transformed by their faith, while less than half of fathers had shared this experience. Also, three quarters of moms said their faith is very important in their life, while this view was true among just two thirds of fathers. Mothers were also more likely than fathers to be born-again Christians to say they are absolutely committed to Christianity and to embrace a personal responsibility to share their faith in Jesus Christ with others. Moms are also more religiously active. In a typical week, mothers are more likely than our fathers to attend church, pray, read the Bible, participate in a small group, attend Sunday school, and volunteer some of their time to help a nonprofit organization. The only faith-related activity in which fathers are just as likely as mothers to engage is volunteering to help at a church. And uh, Kimberly, I wanted to ask you about this, uh, kind of two things here where we left off from the last segment, which is, um, has our culture downplayed the impact of mothers and the Moms March USA, what, what is it you're trying to achieve through that effort, through the Moms March? Uh, well, yes, absolutely. It's being downplayed, and that's what we're trying to achieve at the, at the moment. <laughs> to help, help women realize mothers to be empowered, inspired, encouraged, and empowered to realize just how powerful their influence is. We literally do have the ultimate power. 
and uh, you know, out, out for the God. <laughs> because <laughs> I, and this, I, I mean, I can't say it any better than than Archbishop Fulton. He said, to a great extent, the level of any civilization is the level of its womanhood. When a man loves a woman, he has to become worthy of her. The higher her virtue, the more noble her character, the more devoted she is to truth, justice, and goodness, the more a man has to aspire to be worthy of her. The history of civilization could actually be written in terms of the level of its women. And I think in, in January, um, I know and we were And who knows of that, too? That's the thing is like, you never hear that, but that's such a powerful no, statement. Don't. Uh, if if women knew the the power that they have, um, uh, boy, that would surely change things. Well, that's what I think. And and in, and in January, the messages that were sent were completely contrary to that. And there was even an article written recently about about this our mom's march that said that this is going to, to to take women's rights back to the archaic days. And I'm like, what are you talking about? We have the ultimate rights. We 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 are the keepers of the culture. We we determine where we're going to go. And again, wherever we set that standard, and if we value our own personal virtue, there's public virtue, you know, the way that you, you behave. I'm not talking public, but as, as a citizen, you know, um, those are those values and virtues of, of being a part of a community and part of a family. But individually, our, our wholesome virtue, um, do, we give, do we give ourselves away or, or do we not? I mean, it is women who have the power. We have the power to say no. No, mm-hmm. you can't behave that way. Mm-hmm. No, you can't have access to me without commitment of marriage. No, you can't expect my support if you abandon your duty. But we also have the power to say yes. Yes, you can earn my respect. Yes, you are worthy to be my companion. Yes, I will stand strong at your side. A woman's power to decide stands at the foundation of civilization, and it always has. Mm. And and why have we lost uh, this understanding as a culture? Uh, is that does that have to do with uh, this whole you know uh, equality issue, or wh- where did this where did we get off the tracks here? Well, that actually is a fundamental. Um, problem here. Where we got off track was when we bought into a lie, and the lie is being propagated by people who want to completely turn our culture around. And we're really saddled. You can take it right down to the core source. This is this is two armies, God and the devil. And, and if I wanted to destroy a country and a culture and undo everything that, that God had done that was good, I would go directly to the women. Because if I can convince them they aren't who they are, if I can deceive them, distract them, I can pull them away from where they have their greatest influence and where their voice is the most impacting, from the home, from their children, from their family. And that's what's happening. They keep pulling us, the they, if you will. It's, it's, it, it is an orchestrated effort from Satan himself to pull us away so that, so that those who come and fill in the holes can steal the hearts and minds of our children. And that's why we're losing our children. That's why they're losing their faith, mm-hmm. because we're so you know, distracted and we feel like we, we're buying into the lie that you have to have this title, that motherhood is secondary, that, that it's, it's a joke. But in our hearts, we know that's not true. And, and again, that's one of the things I want mothers to be able to realize and embrace at this Mom's March, that what you already feel in your heart to be true is, it will be validated. You are right. It is what you want. When Hitler took over Germany, the first thing he did was went to just to divide the families, to keep them away from their mothers. And he went after the education and the churches. If those weren't the answers to preserving liberty and virtue and a strong freedom, a free culture, why would those who are trying to destroy it be spending so much time doing it? It is the answer. So we need to, to come back in and realize 
where we have our greatest impact on society, the most patriotic thing we'll ever do for our, for our country is right within the walls of our own home. Yeah, that's that's uh, definitely true. I think my my wife and I, uh, that's been something that um, we've gone back and forth on and talked about and tried to figure out and okay, what do we do here? Um, and we actually just started homeschooling this year, and um, it, it's definitely uh, amazing the amount you can pour into a child when they're there at your home. And not that uh, you know kids going to school is wrong or anything, but. Um, but for us, it's just been a, a very kind of a eye-opening just to be able to see the amount of time we get to invest into our kids. And, and my wife actually does have more community now because of the fact that she is homeschooling. She's going to these uh, class days each week. So um, if you're listening, it's worth looking into and checking out. I, I, uh, I know there's a lot of controversy over, okay, should I homeschool or should I? Now, I teach at a private school, and I still um, feel like, wow, this is pretty uh, amazing. Now, did you did your kids go to – did you homeschool them, or did they go to school? Or what advice do you give people uh, as it pertains to things like that? And they're battling over, hey, how do I meet my budget? Um, I need to work. And yet you're saying, hey, I need to invest more time in my family. I, I'm sure that's a very difficult or common uh, objection to what, what you're saying. It is. Balancing your your home and family with everything else in your life, even balancing your home and your family, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, it's a constant struggle. Um, I am an absolute advocate of, of homeschooling. I, I don't think everybody, the, the idea that everybody can do it, I don't believe that's true. <laughs> I think there really are people who just shouldn't. Um, but that's very rare. And really, it's it's about um, how do you do it? Because we, we kind of set this standard of it has to look like what the, the you know the government education system looks like and it doesn't have to look like that. In fact, it looks very different from that. And then we start to compare ourselves to oh they're doing that and they're playing violin and flute and my kids are just running in the mud. You know, yeah. We can't compare ourselves to each other either. Yeah. But I I had a little bit of both. My um all of my children were in um government school and I call it what it is. I don't call it public school. I call it what it is. <laughs> we're in government school until um my oldest son went all the way through and graduated. We started homeschooling when he was a junior in high school. Um, my three younger children have never been to a government school. Um, well, that's not true. They go there part-time right now for enrichment classes. Our, our local school system is awesome. They just go and do band and choir and come home. It's pretty cool. Yeah, that's nice. Um, when they allow you to do that. So, But as far as um, the time that you spend with your children, uh, I, I was blown away. I didn't think that I, that I could homeschool. We've been doing it since 2001. And we kind of was were kind of pushed into it. My son had a medical condition that was going to cause him to have to be home for a while. And when I went into the to the county, they said, um, "Well, this could be a long term thing, and homebound is just a short term thing." And I said, "Well, what am I supposed to do?" And I'm not even kidding. The woman across the, the counter said, "Well, have you looked into homeschooling?" Oh wow! And I just happened to have a friend that um, had moved into the neighborhood who homeschooled, and so I went over and talked to her. And to this day. I have the greatest love and admiration for her because when you can find somebody who can mentor you um, as a mother, as, as a teacher, as a homeschooler, whatever, that you never forget that person. It, it, they, they held up a special place in your heart. And I want to be able to do that, you know, for other mothers. I, I, I homeschool. I can, I can help other mothers. I can, first, not first of all, I'll tell you, you, you can do this. Yeah. <laughs> um, and a lot of people are just very, uh, feel overwhelmed by it. I know it, uh, my wife uh, feels overwhelmed by it. But um, 
we're, we're coming up on a break here. We have one more segment left. My guest today is Kimberly Fletcher, and she is uh, the founder of Homemakers of America, homemakersofamerica.org. And uh, I encourage you to get involved with what she's doing. I think it's a powerful, powerful uh, message that she's trying to get out there. MomsMarchUSA.com coming up on September 23rd. Please get involved with that. And I, I want to talk a little bit more about that when we come back. Uh, what what um, is the declaration of mothers that you, you're having people sign? So stay with us. We're going to be right back. For 36 years, Fastlane Kayaking has helped people like you experience everything that's great about San Diego. Fastlane makes fishing and water sports fun and easy. Hobie Cat kayaks feature a popular pedal system, not paddles, keeping your hands free as you fish. You no longer need to tow and gas up a boat to experience great San Diego fishing. Call or come in for your no-charge demo ride, 619-222-0766, fastlanesailing.com. At Dana Landing Marina across from SeaWorld, 619-222-0766. Hi, this is Jason Hall, president of Team Home Loans, a branch of Synergy One Lending. I just want to take this opportunity to thank Kevin Conover for the profound impact he's had on mine and my wife's spiritual life, as well as being an incredible teacher while our kids were his students. His knowledge and passion have taught us all how important it is to be defenders of our faith. It's our honor and privilege to support Kevin and his show. It is our sincere hope and prayer that you will continue to learn to be defenders of your faith through Kevin's radio show and through his Educate for Life teaching. Thank you, Kevin, from the Hall family and Team Home Loans. Hi, I'm Marissa Conover, and I would love to help you buy or sell your home. I've worked as a realtor for more than 13 years, and as a San Diego native, my passion and experience will help make your move as peaceful as can be. Call me at 619-251-1577. That's 619-251-1577. Or visit conoverhomes.com Hi, this is Kevin Conover. Will you please donate to Educate for Life so we can share the truth of God's Word with kids in public schools? You can donate online at donate2efl.org. The Bible used to be read in public schools on a regular basis prior to the 1960s. But today, most kids are completely clueless when it comes to the content and the historical and scientific accuracy of the Bible. Please help us by donating online at donate2efl.org. I will cast my cares on you. Welcome back to Educate for Life. I'm so glad you're listening today, and uh, I really hope that this show has been encouraging to you, especially if you're a mom out there who's struggling, uh, and maybe you're a single mom. Um, maybe uh, you feel uh, disconnected from a community of moms. Um, I really hope that uh, Kimberly and Missy and what they've been able to share uh, maybe gives you some insight and some encouragement. Um, and what we're talking about here is... Uh, how you as a mother have an incredible opportunity to impact the future of our country through your investment and how you pour into your child. And uh, we just want to applaud you and say thank you um, for what you're doing as a mother. It's a tremendous amount of work and um, just having to deal on a regular basis with kids that are um, developing a will of their own and uh, independence and uh, are constantly pushing the boundaries of what's acceptable. And uh, so thank you for being a mom and thank you for 
going through all the hard stuff that a lot of times fathers are out of the home and are not involved in. And so, um, Kimberly, I wanted to ask you, uh, so you've, you've got this Moms March USA, and uh, if we go to the website, on the website there, you have um, the Declaration of Mothers. And I wanted you to share with us uh, what this is exactly and kind of exp- expand and explain it to um, our listeners. Sure. Um, well, it was actually an inspiration that came to us about two years ago, and our, our board got together and we talked about the need to have some kind of declaration that clearly outlined the basic principles of, of liberty and um, kind of common sense that all mothers could get around. And the, the document clearly outlines some key truths. Whether or not you believe in God, whether or not you want to recognize that, that he you know, was at the helm mm-hmm, <laughs> in founding mm-hmm. our nation, yeah. there were miraculous events that happened. And, and he's there. I mean, we we see him everywhere, but Absolutely. there are those who will deny him. And we felt that that was something that needed to be declared very, very clearly, because our founders did. They felt that it was self-evident that our rights come from God, that self-evident that he even exists. And so we put self-evident truths in this declaration, that mothers are the nurturers, that parents, first and foremost, are the are the are the um those who teach, nurture, and raise their children, and that the organizations, even churches and and civic groups and government organizations, are formed for the purpose of supporting them, yeah, not rather, replacing or regulating them. Yeah, in California and that was here, we have we to clearly declare. Yeah, I love that because in California, we had somebody, uh, one of our um, congressmen, trying to uh, trying to tell basically pass a bill that said this is what qualifies as a good parent and this is what's a bad parent and if you don't do what we say from a state perspective as a good parent then we'll potentially come in and you know do who knows what we have unbridled authority to uh, basically replace you as a parent and uh, that's certainly something we want we do not want to take place in our country no, absolutely not. And and we wanted to make a very strong declaration. That's actually one of the first things that we state in this document, that we recognize that a home, that a nation is but a magnified home, that mothers are the center of that home, and that parents work together to raise and nurture their children. That is our right, our role, our responsibility, and that right comes from God. It was a responsibility He gave us. It was a right that He gave us. And we, we only report to Him. Now, you know, if there are, are families who, who are doing nefarious things, obviously that then the law needs to step in. But but that's that's not the norm. <laughs> that's yeah. fair. And even in those situations, a lot of times children are still better off with their parents because nobody is going to love a child more than than their own mother or father. And so you know we're, we need to put the the family first and figure out how can we support the family in those tragic situations, not immediately decide that we're going to rip them apart. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I, I completely agree with that. And so um, and then, you know, your emphasis on God is so important, too, uh, as I'm reading this, because I teach a Bible class at school at a Christian high school. And uh, without God, you really don't have any moral um, foundation to be able to say, like you said, um, all men are created equal. All people are created equal in the sight of God. Without God, then really it's just whoever happens to um, have the power is the one that gets to make the rules or take advantage of other people, right? Right. And, you know, when our when our founding families came over here from from Europe, they didn't come from England. People, people forget that. 
they came, they were already free. They already had freedom of religion. They had gone to Holland and they already had freedom of religion. What they were concerned about was the, the culture that they were children were being raised in, and they could see that it, starting, it was starting to taint their children, this, the disbelief in God, the, mm. the debauchery that was going on. And they sacrificed everything and came over to, to America, to a wilderness. I mean, we think of it today, we've got buildings everywhere, but it was a wilderness, cold and, and no food, and you're on your own. Yeah. And they made that sacrifice because they believed in God, and they wanted that to be, those values to be nurtured in the hearts of their children. It meant that much to them. That's so great. My guest today, Kimberly Fletcher, is the founder of Homemakers of America. And uh, please get involved with uh, her efforts, what she's trying to do, make women aware of how significant and uh, how important it is uh, and how impactful they are in the lives of their children. Um, and MomsMarkUSA.com, that's c- coming up right around the corner here, September 23rd. If you can get to Omaha, Nebraska, then go for it. If you can't, you can still um, get involved uh, because of technology now through uh, live stream and other uh, ways. So um, any anything you'd like to say to the listeners? We're just about out of time here. But as far as getting involved with Moms Mark USA, uh, Kimberly? Oh, I would just love for them to sign the Declaration of Mothers because that is a a powerful voice. And the more mothers that sign it, the greater our declaration is and the more people will listen. That's great. Thank you so much for being on the air today. I really appreciate your time and everything that you're doing. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Okay, well, if you're listening out there, thank you for joining us today. I hope you have a fantastic Saturday, and I hope um, that you join us next week, too. We've got all kinds of uh, interesting guests lined up to be on the program, and i uh, love to have you back with us. We also have a debate at San Diego State University coming up between atheist uh, uh, Dan Barker as well as um, Dr. Andy McIntosh, and I'll be moderating that debate, so I hope you can join us. God bless you. Have a great Saturday. Did you miss part of today's program? Don't worry, we're committed to helping you get the info you need. Okay, that was dumb. But for real, visit EducateForLife.com for podcasts and video recordings of the show and to sign up for the School of Unshakable Faith. Leave us your comments, compliments, questions, or concerns at 800-243-9719 or email KevCon at EducateForLife.com. That's K-E-V-C-O-N at EducateForLife.com. You will always be much more to me And every day I wrestle with the voices that keep telling me I'm not right But that's all